Hello, and welcome to another bonus cast from the Bomb Squad podcast. I am Tim M. Sullivan, and with me I have... Ethan Hawker. And I am uh, back, back from war. Tanner Richard Kraft. I'm sick, so I apologize if I cough in advance. Fair enough, and, uh, and we have a special guest. I'm Angie Hachiman. Glad to have you back once again. Oh, glad to be back. All right. So today we are going to be talking about the new Mamoru Hosoda film, Bell, which uh, this is our first opportunity we've had to talk about a, uh, a new release anime movie. So I thought that this would be a good one to take advantage of that with because um, this one has a lot of uh, critical acclaim going for it. It has a very uh, notable director. Um, I believe, was this one uh, nominated for Best Animated Feature? Those awards aren't out yet for the Oscars, but I'm pretty sure it was nominated at the Golden Globes and the Critics' Choice Awards. Mm -hmm. So the chances are high it's going to get an Academy Award nomination too. Yeah, so, you know, it's got got some... uh, award buzz going for it so i think this is a good one to talk about and uh so uh, like i said uh, this was uh, directed by mamoru hosoda he's a very notable anime director particularly anime film director um he's made a bunch of stuff like uh, summer wars wolf children boy and the beast uh, a couple other films um and uh he's he's pretty pretty successful um director uh and uh a lot lot of people like his works and uh i guess just for our opening questions just kind of talk about um our history with uh, hosoda's works and any kind of expectations we had going into this one we'll start with ethan yeah so um i really loved digimon the movie uh which um it was probably evident uh, by now, I'm sure. Um, and of course, he directed two of the, the films which were used in that, the Digimon Adventure pilot film um, and the uh, Digimon Adventure Our War Game 40-minute uh, like pseudo-feature, quote-unquote, you know, not quite feature-length, um, which, you know, I, I love those. Um, and, you know, I eventually watched them in their original Japanese language um, and not their, their Ska-ified incarnations, their, their Fox Kids incarnations. Don't you start. It's a good version. Don't you start. It's been. Um, I love his work on key animation for Crying Freeman, episodes six, six and five. And let me look through his anim- uh, his uh, credits list on Anime News Network a little bit here. No, uh, no, I've I've seen The Girl Who Left Through Time <laughs> and uh, Summer Wars, both of which I like a lot. Um, I own Wolf Children and Boy and the Beast, uh, but I have. Have yet to watch them, uh, or or Mirai, unfortunately, but they they are very much on the docket. Um, and I was really excited for Bell uh, with its with its cool visual style. Um, but uh, I think he's he's a very interesting director with who's kind of revisiting cool ideas he's had in the past with Bell. You know, um, he has this real obsession with virtual realities and that sort of thing, um, which is is probably one of the things that was in his work that I've glommed onto the most. I think he's very good at visualizing that that um, whole aesthetic. Uh, like, I love, like, the red lines he uses for all the line work, um, especially in, in a lot of his films, but in particular when it's played against, like, his white digital spaces. Um, I think it just looks like it really pops. Um, but 
yeah. So I, I'm going into this as a Hosoda fan. I don't want it to come across like I like I dislike him or that I think he's a bad director at all. Uh, if, if that isn't too telling about my opinions on the film, you have to you have to preemptive your opinion that much, huh? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> we'll get into it though. Uh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good that's a good start. Tanner, why don't you give us your storied history with this uh, notable director who's made several of your favorite films? I watched the Digimon movie when I was seven once. Thank you, Tanner. Very cool. Angie. Uh, <laughs> Wait, my I, expectations! <laughs> uh, the only expectations I had was that it had glowing reviews, Oscar buzz, and then Ethan and Tim both said, It's fine. Um, I literally knew nothing about the movie going in other than uh, I somehow got into an argument about whether or not it was a musical without having seen it already. That was kind of fun. Um, I knew there were songs, and I knew it was from the country of Japan. Wait, hold on. It is from Japan, right? Yeah, it is from Japan. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, what if it's South Korean? And I didn't know. I wanted to be Yeah, the, um, um, the, I guess that uh, that is a quick, that's a good segue, because technically there was some consultation. Uh, Disney designers helped with the on the uh, mm-hmm. design of Belle. Um, and the background design... Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, and the background design for you was actually handled by um, Cartoon Saloon, uh, who do... Um, I know those ones! Yeah, you know those ones. Um, who most notably do, like, did, like, uh, The Secret of the Kells and Wolf Walkers and uh, Song of the Sea. Um, I know that one! And, uh, yeah, they're a really impressive animation studio. Um, so, so it is sort of an international collaboration of, of people working together. But yes, primarily it's a Japanese film handled by uh, Studio Chizu, which is also a sort of... Uh, the, the, director, the director is Japanese. Though. Yes, the director is Japanese. Yes, Mamoru Hosoda is a Japanese man, and uh, Studio Chizu is his Japanese studio. Listen, no, I never want to be confident because what if I'm wrong? Yeah, that's fair. You are wrong a lot. All right. Yeah, that's the joke. But you're, you're right on this. Yes, on this one you're good. Angie. All right. Yes. I'm Angie. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> right. let's, let's, let's go over your history because I know you're a big Hosoda fan. I think you've seen pretty much everything he's made besides his um, Digimon and One Piece stuff. Yeah, that is correct. I've, I've seen all of his like standalone films, so I haven't seen anything that's related to um, any other like popular properties like Digimon or anything like that. Uh, but I did see all his other films. Um, the first one I saw was The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. And I think that was my first non-Ghibli anime movie I ever watched. Because um, I think I mentioned this before, but I used to think that like Ghibli was, was it. That was, you know, there was no other like anime studios that made anime movies for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I love so... my, my favorite Ghibli movie is uh, Pokemon, the first movie. Mine's Redline. Yeah. <laughs> well you know i was young at the time so you know i was a little stupid it'd be like that sometimes so say we all (laughs) but um yeah i actually watched the girl who left through time and this was like uh, i actually watched it on youtube weirdly enough uh this was like a time where uh i guess they didn't have as strict like um Hmm copyright regulations and they finally like got rid of the 10 minute like limit for videos and someone just straight up uploaded the entire movie to youtube and i watched it that way um but it wasn't until like a a a year or so later that i i was 
actively looking for tearjerkers. I was like, I want to cry. Somebody recommend me like a movie that's going to make me cry. And someone recommended Wolf Children. And I watched that and I cried. And I was like, dang, this is good. I want to watch more stuff like this. So I looked into it and found out that it was directed by Mamoru Osoda and that he directed The Girl Who Left Through Time, which was a movie I had watched prior and liked. And that he had another movie called Summer Wars. And so it was like, I got to watch that now. Um, and so then I watched all of those. And at that time, uh, Boy and the Beast was coming uh, was coming out. And it was going to be showing in theaters here in the U.S. And I think that was the first anime movie I went to see in theaters as well. So I got to go see Boy and the Beast in theaters. And then... Um, I really like that one. I honestly think Boy uh, Boy and the Beast might be one of his best movies. And Wolf Children's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I always go back to that one. Um, and then I also saw Mirai in theaters. And I got to see that one both in English and in Japanese in theaters when it came out. Um, so, yeah. I, I mean, you could say I am a pretty big fan of Hosoda. Um, there was something about his work that um resonated with me more so than um Ghibli which I, I, I that might be um um what's the what's the word like people probably be like how yeah. dare you Ghibli is sacrilegious <laughs> uh, yeah exactly but but Hosoda always um struck a chord with me more personally on a personal level so I was always more drawn to his movies um so I guess in a way you could say my expectations for Belle were high, even though I tried to like temper my expectations. I didn't really want to go in, you know, having any expectations because I think you kind of enjoy movies a little bit better that way. Um, but, you know, with with my history of pretty much liking everything he's did, uh, there was some expectations there. And also uh, I, I was aware that it was kind of based off Beauty and the Beast, which is one of my favorite fairy tales, one of my favorite Disney movies. So um, that also added to um, the expectations going in. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess uh, my my kind of history with Hosoda, um, I think my first movie of his that I watched was uh, Summer Wars, which I watched probably like a like a year or two after it came out in uh, the states, um, and I've I've always really enjoyed that one. That's probably the one I've watched the most times. Might not necessarily be my favorite. My favorite might be Boy and the Beast. Uh, I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember really liking that one. Um, and like the Girl Who Left Through Time was one of those movies that like I had been aware of it for a long time before I watched it, but um, I I watched that one and I really liked it. Um, and uh, Wolf Children actually watched uh, with you, Angie, for the first time. And I remember in enjoying it when we were watching it together. Um, and then uh, um, I think Mirai, is that, is that the yeah. only one I haven't mentioned? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mirai, Mirai was one that, like, when I watched it, um, I liked aspects of it um I, I think at the time it was my least favorite of his movies um just because the the plot is it, it's not really like plot or character it, it's character driven um but it's more just like 
seeing um like just various events happening with these characters and it it is it, it doesn't have like one like central point it's just kind of watching this character have these experiences which i think it has, i think it like um i think it does like show like his ability to do really good character work because like the the main character feels very much like a real child because he has that like perfect cute to annoying ratio uh perfectly balanced out uh which is something that a lot just of, like me uh, for real yeah I think that's something that a lot of movies struggle with is getting that balance just right. Um, and he does it really well. Um, so uh, with with that experience, just kind of going into Bell, I thought that this movie looked interesting. Like it, it looked like a kind of an interesting evolution with his ideas that he explored in uh, the Digimon movie, Our War Game. And uh, with Summer Wars, is just kind of like taking that kind of digital space uh concept and evolving it to the next level um and so uh with that in mind let's uh talk about our thoughts on the film we're gonna start with angie me first (laughs) oh okay um so i i guess it's it's complicated um i i well i guess to to kind of sum it up, uh, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, and like I said, it was probably a mixture of having high expectations and then not having, um, I didn't have an ideal viewing experience either. I watched it at like 1030 at night and the people who were in the theater with me were kind of obnoxious. So it took that ended up taking me out, um, of the movie a little bit and I, I feel like I was kind of robbed of having like a full immersive experience with it so um but if, but um I guess just uh what, what it's a little bit messy I think I, I think that's um a, a good way to to describe it um it, it seemed like there was a lot of different ideas going on and because there were so many different things going on, I felt like nothing was fully developed. And um, I, I, I think that's what I kind of wish that we had a little bit more of, like some more um, development on the characters or ideas or, you know, the character relationships. Because I felt like we didn't get enough of any of it to really, you know... I don't know to to get kind of get get me invested in it, it to like get me invested completely, if that makes any sense. Um, mm. But um, I I really liked the character designs though. Um, I, I was actually um, kind of sad we didn't get to see a lot more of like the other characters, like um, in the scenes where they're in the virtual reality space. And you see all the different designs of, like, the avatars. I think a lot of those, like, character designs are really cool-looking and interesting-looking. Um, and even some of the um, the quick character when they were um, going around and um, showing all the different people from around the world, I thought those were some interesting-looking characters, too. I, I um, was really impressed to see, like, Black characters in an anime. So I, I thought that was um, really cool. Um, other than that, like, 
I don't have much to say about the story. It kind of, um, there wasn't anything that really connected for me. Um, there, there was some cool I ideas there, like, um, with, um, the main character and her past with her mother. Uh, I think that was actually thematically one of like the, uh, the better parts of the movie that really, um, and I was surprised because I, at first I thought that was going to be the part that was going to kind of stick out, but it ended up, um, blending in with the story a lot more than, um, the supposed beauty and the beast aspect to it. So, um, yeah, I was a little bit disappointed because I, I it was supposed to be like an adaptation of Beauty and the Beast. Tanner, you know you can meet with Mike. And um, I, I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't really like a developed romance, so to speak, between the um, between Belle and the Beast. Um, I, I kind of didn't really understand their relationship. Um, too much. And I also didn't really understand how their, the you social media, virtual reality, like, thing worked. There was some stuff that was really confusing, like, um, you know, their whole, like, little police system, and, like, I don't know. It was so... I, I get weirdly, um, into, like, logic in the weirdest spaces, um, at the, at the weirdest times, and this is one of the ones where I wanted the virtual reality world to actually make sense it, there was nothing about it that made any sense to me so i don't know i don't know if any of my thoughts made any sense like so um i'll pass it on to someone else maybe maybe they have some <laughs> clearer thoughts than i do <laughs> all right uh ethan uh take it from here if you would like to know my thoughts on the hit film bell by director mamoru Hosoda. You can go to you can go to zekefilm.org forward slash 2022 forward slash 01 forward slash 14 forward slash bell dash 2021 forward slash film dash review forward slash. You're banned. You're banned. You're done. To read my thoughts on Mamoru Soda's Bell again. That's zekefilm.org for no no um. This time, I'm really going to do it. No, so, I I think the, the problem with Bell is it's not like a simmering mediocre or anything is a big thing. It's that it has really good parts. Um, it's just they don't really come together very well as a whole, um, is how I describe it. Because I think, like, the the pastoral human stuff, like the stuff in the, in the real world where people are sort of hanging out and talking to one another, um, that works. Like, that's charming. Um, but, like, the, the transitions to you... Um, they occur with a clunk, um, particularly if they're, like, away from home, away from a computer, and they do it. Something about it, like, just the way it cuts from uh, Suzu's, like, home life stuff to her in the Beast's castle, um, it just, it doesn't really work for me. I don't love the Beast's castle. It's sort of stock fantasy in a lot of ways. It's it's very pretty in its way, um, but it's it's not terribly inventive. For what we have here like the digital i kind of like the minimalist digital space that uh hosoda uses in his other films and, and I, I respect him for doing something kind of different um and that there are times i i like the less uh minimalist stuff like like when uh bell is sort of being uh jockeyed around uh to like false beast beast castles um until uh finally being led 
to the the real one um those are nice those are uh, a bit more creative um but uh the beauty and the beast the actual like beauty and the beast story there it, it's integrated poorly uh i think like it, it feels very tacked on and hackneyed. i can't tell you uh, like my eyes were rolling out of their skull at justin gaston um whew, i don't know why that annoyed me and and it did like it doesn't like don't get me wrong like i kind of like the virtual cops just because like two-thirds of them are furries um, which I don't know why. I find that, like, just furries in jumpsuits, and I find that very amusing. I don't know why, especially um, when Belle... Well, it's a jumpsuit and a jumpsuit. <laughs> when Belle is being, like, surrounded by three furries just looming over, I don't know why. The imagery of that kind of killed me. Um, but Someone needs to make that, but, like, with one of those things, it's like, nice opinion, unfortunately, your IP address. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Um, no, like, it's got so many good ideas um, in it, uh like like i think the the human drama is good and the concept of you and the concept of commenting on like social media and that sort of thing is good the problem is it's so it it barely comments on it like um like you see people live streaming and that sort of thing it feels like there's a central point but like it just keeps get, getting distracted by its own ideas it feels like a, a script in desperate need of a couple more drafts a couple more drafts and i think it would have really been there um and really would have had something really concrete and cool to say but like that third act where we we learned the beast's identity it, it it's interesting like i'm glad i'm kind of glad it wasn't um suzu's initial her uh, major love interest like i get it like they are they are pulling a bait and switch but the the reveal doesn't really hit for me very hard it's kind of like i i respect not trying to do a traditional love story angle and making it a bit more like kind of familial uh in a way or like in a way a character can relate to something but like it, it undercuts itself at like every turn um like when suzu's like i can be myself um and you have that great stuff because like i love bell um and i think all the like the character bell like her character animation how they're able to do um make her look like a 2d character so well um throughout runtime of the film like it looks great um despite the fact they're using cg um and i don't know japanese uh, cg in, in japanese animation like obviously it's come a long way with like loop on the third the first and and even earwig to an extent um but uh i think this is something that's like that but also very stylized and cool um in a really distinct way um and i love i honestly really think cgi suzu looks spectacular too uh and then at the very end when they swap her out uh and have her be Belle as she concludes her big musical number um where she's like i can be me i can sing as myself and then not only do they do they swap her out um at like Su cgi suzu with bell they, they don't even give us something new they reuse the whale and the same dress from the opening of the film so it's like i i get wanting to kind of come back to something but you're like it doesn't really sell me on spectacle because now you're just swapping it out and showing me something i've already seen it's 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 frustrating in a way. Like it feels like that's something that would have been caught during another draft. Um, and I and I don't want to say I, I like. I think I, I if I didn't think there was so there was a lot of good in it, I don't think I would be that frustrated as frustrated with it as I am. Um, and like it's a film I'm going to get. Like I want to get it on on video mostly just so I can watch like behind the scenes stuff on it. Like I've been seeing G Kids mm -hmm. posting 
a lot of that. And I think it's so interesting, like what they were doing with Belle, where like for different angles, they have like different mo models for her face uh, and that sort of thing, which which isn't, you know, terribly uncommon nowadays, I suppose. But like, it's cool. It's neat. Um, but I, I, I think that really sums it up. It's, it's a film that is less than the sum of its parts um, and deeply frustrating, but I admire its technical craft on a lot of well levels and I admire so many of the moments I just wish Hosoda didn't kind of get in his own way or you know had a co-writer like he did for his for his first couple features uh you know um that might help somebody to kind of rein him in a little bit more um hmm. because he's just sort of doing that that classic director of animated films thing where he's indulging in in visual splendor uh at the extent of narrative um in a way that's like not even that because the narrative is so close to being good. Like if the, if the narrowing narrative was a nothing burger, at least I could kind of turn off my brain um, and enjoy it. But there's something there. There's something really cool here. Um, it's just not quite there, uh, which it's frustrating. I've said frustrating so many times and, and that's sort of my thoughts, but I, I, you're banned from saying that word yes. now, <laughs> but, but I did enjoy it in its way. Um, and I'll, I'll leave it at that because I've, I've gone in far too long about this film that I have we a you lot of weird it? thoughts about. I did enjoy. You enjoyed it? You could have fooled yes. me. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. It was right there for the taking. He, he talked about his uh, enjoyments of it. Yeah, it was um, like, but like, it's like, it's like how you know when you're supposed to critique something, you're supposed to put something nice and something mean. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, like he, just... it's like he would say nine mean things and then say. And then this thing was okay, but then sneak something mean into the okay thing. The critique too. sandwich, you know. Yeah, it's just like when it's just like when in, in directing class when the other students critique your film for the first time, yes. and they just pile on. <laughs> but but anyway, uh, Tanner, be our, be our anchor of positivity. Tell us your thoughts on the movie. So Bell. Ethan, uh, Ethan, you said you described this movie as less than the sum of its parts and frustrating, right? Yes. I think this film is more than the sum of its parts and incredibly satisfying. And I'm not just saying that to be antithetical to Ethan. That is genuinely how I feel about it. I think y'all are on, like, crack or something. I don't know. I thought this was awesome. And and that's not to say I don't have flaws with it. As a matter of fact, I want to get my flaws out of it right away. It's really messy in the third act. Um, and Ethan tapped into the big thing that really upset me, which is when he she transforms back to Belle. I was live, to, Ethan can vouch for me on this, I was texting him live as I was reacting to the third act, and I was literally like, yeah, the whale, the whale, why is she Belle again? <laughs> you remember that, Ethan? Yeah, yeah. I... <laughs> Just mid-sentence, why is she Belle again? <laughs> like, that didn't, that, because the whole point of that sequence is supposed to be her, like, finally feeling comfortable in her own skin, why is she reverting back to not her own skin, kind of thing? That didn't hit right for me. Um, I also think once the movie introduced the abuse plot, it was very messy with it in a way. It, it probably should have been tighter considering the themes at hand. You know, that's a smart person thing to say, right, Ethan? Yeah, um, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, you fucking nerd. Mm. Um... But um, beyond that, I, I, it wasn't even really the visual spectacle. I'm not not to say that it's not a visual feast for the eyes, it is. But that just wasn't really what stood out to me. It was the character writing. As it is with most things I really like, it's characters, usually. And I really like 
the characters in this one. Um, I couldn't name any of them, but I'm just not good with names. <laughs> um, but like that's not a mark against the movie. I just don't remember names well. I like the redhead in the call. I have no idea who the fuck he is. Um, is your my name's Ethan still? Tanner? God. Oh, is Ethan? Is your hair red? Is my palm red? What? All right, so go on. <laughs> that's, that's a better punchline that I could have asked for. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to cough. Um, it's almost like I'm sick. I don't know. Um, I love Suzu as a main character, and I really do enjoy the arc she goes on from being this girl that's just like so unsure. What was funny? It was just the way you said, girl. Ethan, you don't understand. I'm a material girl. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, um, a girl unsure of herself, just people that, like, lack confidence and then gain confidence over the port, Tanner, stop crumpling. drop. Crumpling the plastic. I didn't even know that was plastic. Um, I like you too, buddy. Anyway, um, I, um, Starting off as someone who wasn't confident and just slowly gaining confidence in themselves, but ultimately to push forward for the sake of someone they care about. Like when she was like, unveil me, which I, I just want to say the first like seven times I said on unveil, I kept misreading the subtitle as unalive, which made those things read really different to me. I'm going to unalive. <laughs> like I thought it was some weird censor thing and I didn't quite understand. Um... But then, like, around the seventh time, it said unveil, and I went, oh, I get it now. Um, it's not a death thing. Um, <laughs> me, me at a baby shower. It's not a death thing. Um, um, and I, at the moment of when she's like, unveil me, because I need, I need to, there's someone I need who needs to see this. And she basically, like, comes all over, oh my god, what the? There it is. This is coming out of nowhere. What Not the, the hell? Works. It's not on purpose. No, I know. All. I know. It's okay, buddy. This 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 one we can partially blame the panorama. Yeah. I yeah, like we established this in the Pokemon podcast that I think's coming out after this one. Uh, I'm more susceptible to crying when I'm sick. Um So I I just found it to be a really powerful moment, but again, that powerful moment was undercut. Why, why does she turn back to Belle? I don't get it. Uh, other than that, I thought the way that the Beauty and the Beast storyline and the outside, I thought that blended very well. Um, like, I understand. <laughs> Please stop doing that. That's what you sound like. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Um, I thought it blended really well. I thought it, it, it just, it felt well integrated to me because the way I saw it is that at first, chasing after who the beast is, trying to figure out who he is, that's just an escape for her from a life she doesn't really like. And then it slowly turns into something more. And that I bought. That I bought. Um, but also, I was also texting this because uh, <laughs> I didn't know this is a Beauty and the Beast adaptation. And I texted Ethan, is it just me or does like the demon's design look a lot like Beast from Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> And the, like, the bedroom looks really familiar, too. And then the ballroom scene happened, and I went, oh. 
That's pretty... That's explicit. I think it's the same shot. Is it the same it's shot? Very close. It's close, it's, right? It's so close it's, that it, it's functionally identical. Yeah. And, like, you have to understand. If you were to ask me what my favorite Disney movie is, I usually give you one of three answers. The Lion King, Wreck-It Ralph, or Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast. So I really love that whole sequence and the kind of recontextualization of it into the VR type of space which I think really uh, sort of puts this modern edge to it that I really enjoy. And uh, Justin is one of the greatest villains in cinema history just because the way he talks. Do, like, do, more, do anime villains talk like that all the time? Because I'll start watching more anime if they do. <laughs> yeah. I, to, to be frank, I think that's kind of why you like this movie so much because you're not super familiar with anime archetypes and that sort of thing. Because... <laughs> That that's that was your take on uh, Megazone two three was the like yeah I mean, you really liked BD the, B, BD was basically him. like a magnificent bastard character and we were all just like oh yeah he's a typical anime villain guy and you're just like he's really interesting yeah, like I like BD but but yeah I think well I'm I'm gonna go out of my way to keep not exposing myself to anime so movies like this I like yeah but you'll like those if you're doing the <laughs> okay. Actually, no. I still like the MCU after all this time. I don't think it'll matter. <laughs> I don't think it'll matter, Ethan. I don't think it will. Yeah, I know. Doesn't I, make me any less sad. I like things than not. <laughs> I'm just happier than. I you. know. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. But overall, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Those are my final words. I'm just happier than you. <laughs> What what a note to go out on though. Let's be honest. God. That's like that's like some HR HR Giger stuff. Just like I accomplished everything I want. I'm head out. Oh, I'm head out, boys. It's been real. Revolutionary girl um, who not asked death. He just explodes into a bunch of flower petals. I'm just happy. I, w- I wanted to say, I wanted to say confetti, <laughs> funfetti sprinkles for your cupcake. You have you have to vacuum them after. Bell. So, Tanner, what'd you think about the movie? Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't take my ADHD meds today because I got okay, Tanner, go, off go. the couch. So, I liked Bell a lot. I've seen 123 2021 releases. I ranked this 31st. Um, so, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's not the best anime movie I saw in 2021, though. That goes to Josie and the Tigerfish. Because whenever Ethan tells me to watch something, he's usually right. Love when Tanner gets the name of the things he likes wrong. All right. What? What is it? It's Wait, Josie it? the tiger and the fish. Not Josie the tiger fish. <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> Full. God, that Amber Alert the other day was about Tanner, wasn't it? <laughs> Fully joker fine. So <laughs> <laughs> Unlistenable. Oh my god, what the fuck just came out of my throat? Tim, go ahead before I ruin myself. Okay. Alright. Thank you for thank you for that. That was that was fun. Alright. So yeah, I guess my thoughts are sort of on the same tracks as um angie's and ethan's is that like so i I watched this twice i watched it um on the uh, 12th for the like early (sighs) imax release 
And then I watched it the other night, uh, dubbed. So I've seen it both subbed and dubbed. Um, and um, my first time watching it, uh, I, I definitely thought it was very messy. It had just kind of trouble kind of connecting all the stuff. It just felt like a lot. And um, I think the second time I watched it, it kind of clicked for me a little bit more. So it might just be one of those movies you have to watch it a couple times to really fully appreciate it. Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I do think that, yeah, some things could have been fleshed out a little more, kind of like what Ethan was saying, like, it, it, give, given a couple more writing passes, it could have been, uh, a really good movie. And I think that this is a movie that has a lot of good aspects to it, um, that just could have been better. And like, yeah, the, the, like we've been saying, the, the visual spectacle of it is, uh, incredible it might be one of the best um just like visually uh appealing uh movies that hoso does then i think just like on a visual level uh this might be one of the best ones um uh and uh the the, the characters there there's a lot to enjoy about them i i think that they could maybe been fleshed out a little bit more in some parts um and I yeah I, I I do I do think that there was a lot going for it. It just it, it didn't quite um, connect. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of good stuff in there. I w one of the things that I enjoyed about it was uh, like I I enjoyed how like the beast character like I was kind of talking about how he's great with character work and just like little subtle things. I, I enjoyed how the beast character like he gave off this air that I picked up on almost immediately of. Just like being an angsty kid and not just like a monster like he he, he just had this air to him that was like this this is this is an angsty teen this isn't like uh one of these grown ass men that uh, everybody thinks it is um and then it, it turned out to be that that was the case he's just like a, he's a kid in a bad living situation uh and he had lots of angst and uh that 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 showed through really well and so i think that Kind of helped uh the payoff in the end um and uh i i didn't i did enjoy the the villain character like i loved like seeing all the little sponsors come up behind him because it reminded me of uh tiger and bunny um which they that's just like an anime about superheroes that all have sponsors so they just have like these suits with like amazon and uh namco bondi logos all over their suits um so that 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 just kind of reminded me of that and i thought that was funny um yeah lots lots of fun stuff in there like that um and uh i i think that um both the japanese version and the english version they both have very good um voice casts uh like the the japanese version uh very good voice cast the dub was actually pretty solid um, one, one of the better, I think, movie dubs I've seen in a while, um, is, is pretty good. Um, I think of, I feel like pretty much everything's been touched on. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's not a bad movie. I think, yeah, I think I enjoyed it the second time around a little bit more than the first time. Um, but I, I, I do think it's probably my least favorite of his works and like he's a very good filmmaker so it's still like it's not just an absolute train wreck it's 
there's a lot of good stuff there. It's not like when I make a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff there. It's just it doesn't quite feel like it connects. Um, but I think yeah, in in, in review, I, I didn't have as much issue with it the second time as I did the first time. Um, yeah, I guess that's basically it. Um, so move on to our last question, which is our thoughts on the music. And, uh, you know, obviously this is a movie that has a uh, big focus on the music. Uh, no it's, about, it's about a singer. Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll talk a bit about um, the music. Uh, so um, the character of Suzu, uh, in the Japanese version, she was played by Kaho Nakamura. And uh, in the English dub, she was played by Kylie McNeil. Um, Kaho Nakamura... Uh, Kaho Nakamura was uh, chosen specifically by Hosoda because she's a relatively relatively unknown actress who had a really good uh, talent with singing, and uh, he got Kaho involved with the writing of the lyrics so that she could really like feel the lyrics as she was singing them. And uh, we'll talk about uh, some of the people involved in the uh, composition and producing. So the soundtrack was produced by a man named Taisei Iwasaki. Uh, he's known for such titles as Love Strikes, um, The Naked Director, Joker Game, and Blood Blockade Blood Blood, Blood Blockade Battlefront. That title is hard to say when your mouth is dry. Yo, that's um, my favorite '80s arcade game. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. And some additional composers include Ludwig Forsell, uh, who is most known for his work on Metal Gear Solid V and Death Stranding, and uh, Yuta Bando, who is a relatively uh, new up-and-coming uh, composer. Uh, some of his works include uh, Children of the Sea and a movie that I think is still in theaters called Pupel of Chimney Town, which... Uh, that's actually a pretty solid movie. I would recommend checking it out. It doesn't. It. I didn't expect much going into it, but I ended up really enjoying it. So if you if you get a chance to go check out Pupel of Chimney Town. Um. So yeah, uh, had had a good set of uh, people working on the soundtrack. So what are your thoughts on the music? I'll start with Tan. I don't remember any of Mother. the songs, but I do remember liking them. Thank you, Tanner. Very cool. Ethan. No, straight up. When no, it's when when songs are in a foreign <sighs> language, unless they're like the Macarena, they don't stick. Listen, listen. I'm stupid. It's not a it's not a discrimination thing. I'm just dumb. Yeah, I just don't care about other cultures. I get it. So I liked the music Wait, oh, quite yeah, a hold bit. On, hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Soundtrack was definitely a highlight. I like the um, I, I like basically all of Bell's vocal tracks and and even the score. It's a little bit uh, comparatively understated um, when you know sort of juxtaposed against those those vocal numbers it's not like a, a true blue musical in a lot of ways it's good about centering its plot around music um without necessarily being that um but it does include a a good chunk of, of really enjoyable peppy for the most part uh j-pop music uh you get you know your requisite ballad as well um it is it is a soundtrack i will probably end up revisiting um at some point as well just because i i did like it enough um for it to to kind of stick in my brain um like I think about it a lot. I hum tunes every now and again, uh, particularly uh, the the uh, opening song, um, very catchy. 
uh i cannot name that just because i haven't revisited it since um i watched um so i wouldn't be able to give you like track names or anything but mm. um i liked everything i heard in it overall um and, and that's sort of it just good nice nice uh angie thoughts on the soundtrack i believe you just listened to it uh earlier today i did actually listen to all of it um it's very good i i so i'm a fan of music anime so i like um animes that have songs and stuff attached to them um and a lot of it's like j-pop kind of stuff it so i actually really like the music from this um i agree the opening song's probably like the best one it's really uh catchy and it's kind of different from you know normal uh music i hear in anime so uh, i really liked that uh, i kind of regret not seeing the um the movie in english because they have all of the um they have a totally separate soundtrack for the english version um like the background uh, music's all the same but um anything that has vocals they redid it with her um english actress and it sounds just as good as the japanese um mm -hmm. songs um and i kind of like think it might have been you know more interesting and more um uh what's it the, i guess the music might have connected better uh if when you hear it in your own like language so the english version might have been really good one of my pet peeves with uh animes is that they never translate the songs so I, I was really happy to to know that they went the extra step to um, do all of the soundtracks in English for the English version, um, which shows their dedication to you know producing like good music for the the movie. So I love the music. I, I'm into music musical type type anime, so um, I liked it. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, my thoughts are it's, it's definitely a very good, uh, soundtrack. Uh, uh, I, I listened to it on Spotify, uh, a few weeks ago, um, before even watching the movie and, uh, I, uh, I listened to like all the Hosoda movie soundtracks and, uh, they all, the, the, he, he has, he has a very, uh, good ear for music. He gets some very good music in his films and, uh, this one, uh, had, like obviously a bigger focus on music so um i think it really uh hammered it in very well with this one um and uh like you were mentioning the uh english dub has a uh, re-recorded version of the soundtrack so uh kylie mcneil the voice actress who played uh, suzu slash bell in the dub uh, she did all the songs in english and uh she she did a really good job uh and uh that that's kind of like rare uh, when uh, they redo a song in English for the dub, and it's actually like really well sung. So I have to appreciate uh, that on that level. Um, she uh, Kyla did a really good job. Uh, so thank thank you, very cool, good on ya. Um, yeah, overall it's it's a really good uh, score that I think really um, fits well with the tone of the movie. And uh, it, it is very, it, it's very impactful and emotional when it needs to be. And um, yeah, it's uh, just very good, very good soundtrack. Yeah. So um, I think that's going to basically do it for us. Um, 
final thoughts on the film. We'll start with Ethan. Yeah, uh, my final thoughts are... I'll keep it brief since I kind of got a lot out there earlier, but the, uh, basically I was frustrated by it, but I still think it's strong. Like I still recommend seeking it out, especially while it's in theaters, because it is a film that that so so wonderfully uh, uses spectacle um, and the the auditory experience as well is so so well complimented. I got me and Tim both uh, we went to the same screening actually, uh, sort of serendipitously, um, and it was in IMAX with wonderful sound. Uh, that that is sort of I'm, I'm really wowed by films in IMAX uh, in a, such a big way, mm-hmm. um, but I think particularly the audio is uh, is well suited to the format. <laughs> um, yeah, but so so I do recommend that uh, if it is still in theaters, uh, which especially if it gets nominated for an Oscar, I imagine it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, they always nominate at least one film for yeah. Japan. Yeah, this is sort of the front runner for that, um, but. It's got a lot of issues. Um, I, I'm looking forward to see what Ho, seeing what Hosoda does in the future. Like I'm not going to write him off just for one bad film, one not even bad film, but just one frustrating film. Um, and I, I hope he's a bit more willing to let someone kind of review his work moving forward because I think it, it'll be be stronger as a result. Um, but he he's still probably one of one of mm-hmm. the great directors of anime uh, and. A cool, cool guy. What makes good movies I like, like uh, Digimon, the movie. Uh, yeah. It's been. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, and uh, you're mentioning the IMAX. Um, unfortunately, like, the, the IMAX screenings seem to be very limited. Like, I'm, I'm just glad that we had, like, one that was near us, because the other ones I was seeing, like, I, I was contemplating doing a four-hour drive just to see it in IMAX. And that would have been especially frustrating if I ended up just being like, yeah, that was all right, I guess. Uh, I, I heard that it was only a couple dozen screens across the country. But yeah. Wrong. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's very limited. Um, like basically one for every major market and then two for New York. Right. Um, so I'm, I'm just glad that we had that early IMAX screening at Ronnie's mm-hmm. that we could go to very conveniently. Um, you drove four hours. Jeez. <laughs> So, yeah, Tanner, final thoughts. Oh, man, I had something clever to say. That's not true. Um, Damn it. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really darn good. It's, in, it's just outside my top 30 for the year. <laughs> <coughs> what a note to end on. Just, <laughs> it's just outside my... Dies. No, it's just outside my top 30 for the... God, I hope I do die recording a podcast. That'd be a hella cool way to go out. Um... So, it's just outside my top 30 for the year, literally number 31. Um, not the best new anime movie I saw in 2021. That'd be Josie and the Tiger. Ty- nope, nope, nope. Josie, the Tiger, and the Fish. I'm learning. <laughs> Ethan, Ethan doubles back. Dear, dear God, he's learning. <laughs> the Digimon is digivolving. No, um, it's becoming braided. Oh no, he's Shut about up, to watch Cat Soup. No, not Cat Soup. What the hell is cat soup? You'll learn when you're older. You'll understand when you're older. Oh, I'm never going to grow up. Anyway, um, and oh, fun fact, by the way, Ethan, uh, when, so the short list for the best animated feature for the Oscars came out, I believe the only two anime movies was this and Josie and the Tiger and the Fish. Or Josie the Tiger and the Fish. Those are the, these, these are the two only Japanese possibilities right mm-hmm. now. 
and this is the one that got a far wider release. So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. But no, I liked it. It's good. Um, I think it's very funny that I spoke so, so eloquently, beautifully on it. Not beautifully, long. But then um, proceeded to say, I don't remember the music. But that's not <laughs> to say the music was bad. It was good. I just don't remember it. I'm Fair sick. Enough. I don't think you can hold that against me. Back to you, Tim. Fair, fair enough. That holds up in the court of law. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank and, God I ain't going to jail. Angie, final thoughts on Bell. Uh, my final thoughts were uh, I liked the music. I liked the character designs. Um, the story was a little bit, you know, um, disconjointed. And I wish there was a little, they spent a little bit more time uh developing some of the ideas because um as mentioned as everyone mentioned the ideas are there they just needed to be you know um a little bit fleshed out i guess but i don't hate it or anything like that it's it's one of those ones where i really want to see it in english now um so one day in the future i'll probably rewatch the the english Mm -hmm. dub and probably have a whole new perspective on it yeah there we go um, yeah, I guess my final thoughts, yeah, basically to sum it up, um, yeah, it's it's a movie with a lot of strong aspects that um, it uh, just, uh, it, it has its issues, it doesn't quite uh, hold together, but it has, like, some very strong moments, like, uh, w- one moment I, I wanted to mention, but I forgot to mention earlier, um, just like that uh, climactic scene where uh, she goes to find the kids and protect them. And uh, just this image of this grown man trying to, like, grab this girl and, like, pulls on her face. And then she just kind of stands in front of him like a statue and blood streaking down her face. And he screams at her and she just stays there. Like, that's just, that's a really powerful image. I think that might be, like, the strongest part of the movie for me was just like seeing that it it's very unrealistic it's about as realistic as the ending of uh, punch drunk love but you still love it like punch drunk love because it makes you feel things um so yeah i I think it i think it has a lot going for it uh in the emotions category uh where it just it it's it's very it wears its emotions on its sleeve and you have to admire it for that um so yeah that that i think is gonna do it for this cast uh angie once again thank you for joining us uh is is there anything you'd like to promote no i don't have anything not yet at least um but not to not to give anyone high hopes but i always love coming up on this podcast anytime we talk about anime so yeah i hope to to keep coming back yeah we'll for sure have you back on some future casts always a pleasure um so yeah that's gonna do it for us uh thank you for tuning in if you are listening on any of the audio platforms please uh leave a review because it boosts us in the algorithms and uh such and such and whatnot uh buzzwords and uh if if you if you're watching this on youtube i'm glad that you enjoyed the waveforms we we enjoy throwing it into after effects and making the waveform happen uh so uh yeah if you're if you're watching this on youtube thank you for watching uh leave a comment below let us know what did you think about bell uh what do you think of mamari hosoda's movies in general um 
yeah other things let us know um and then also go ahead and uh, leave a like if you like the video uh give us a subscribe if you want to see more of our videos and then hit the bell icon so that you can get the cha-ching cha-ching notifications when we upload our shit uh thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time farewell, farewell.